Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. There is no better group of pots of flower power than forms of the shrubby potentilla. Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. Later on, I'll be joined by Jane Hartley. She's the Customer Marketing Manager at Scots UK. I'll be asking Jane what companies like Scots do to better understand each gardener's individual needs. My thanks to Sutton Seeds, sponsors of this podcast, and to Charlie Jones, my producer. Well, another really busy week for me, I tell you. I nipped out to the south coast to check out poinsettia crops, uh, some of which will be going out to our Free Plants for Schools campaign. Uh, anybody connected with the school should make sure that they see the paper on Saturday where there's full details of how you can register your school to get free poinsettias. Then I went on to a trade show, what we call Grow Show South, it's a great place to meet people. I picked up some uh, really good stories there. There was uh, Pentland Nurseries, for example, up in uh, Edinburgh, are growing little tiny cyclamen. When I say little tiny, they're in a six-centimetre pot. I don't know how people manage to miniaturise these things and yet have so many flowers on these tiny plants. The next day, it was the Plant Society's workshop at Wisley, Boy, that gave us uh, some food for thought too. And overall in the week, weather pretty good. Dry enough to get my lawn cut and gather up the leaves. And as you'll uh, hear repeatedly from me, I suppose, we're still picking raspberries. I can't believe it. The variety Paris, great big fruits. I had half a punnet full on my uh, cereals this morning. I was interested to read that local councils are introducing robot mowers to free up staff for other jobs and apparently to get neater turf. Up in Edinburgh, they're trialling the Husqvarna Automower Pro, a professional robotic machine, and they're using it to cut the grass on the mound just below the castle. Now these mowers, uh, they deliver grass cutting 24-7, keep the grass short day after day, work in all weather, and they're safer on slopes. You know, there's no falling over if you've got a rotary mower in your hand. And so I can quite see why it would work on the mound in Edinburgh. They're battery-driven, so they're quiet, free of any emissions, and they're also being used in the Royal Botanic Gardens in Edinburgh. Husqvarna tell me that they've sold over a million of uh, these robotic mowers to gardeners. And the grass should have 25% deeper roots because uh, the clippings are returned to the soil, which of course improves the quality of the soil. Now as to advice, Judy Bush from Burnham in Essex 
has just potted some Narcissus paper whites and asks how to treat them and also adds, when potted hyacinth bulbs lift up on their roots, should they be pushed back into the compost? Oh, no, no, no. Whatever you do, don't push hyacinth bulbs back because that just snaps the roots and unlike more fibrous rooted things, they don't make another lot. So just be patient, leave well alone, and the hyacinth bulb roots will anchor themselves in due course. And next time you're potting some, don't push the compost down too tightly. It needs to be nice and loose so the roots just run straight down without lifting the bulbs. And those paper whites, boy, they grow like firework rockets. Once they're potted, as soon as uh, you can see that there's a bit of root and the shoots are starting to grow, get them on a very light windowsill because they could well be in flower, those lovely white fragrant flowers, in six or eight weeks. Very quick they are. Now today I have a charming lady on air that I've known for several years, I think it's reasonable to say. Uh, Jane Hartley is a customer marketing manager. Now Jane, I know what you do, but what does that title mean, customer marketing manager? Hello Peter, it's lovely to talk to you. So my responsibility is really to work with um, our retailers, so understanding what our shops like garden centres actually want to communicate to their customers, so the people at Fixture. So one of my many jobs um, is to look at what we call point of sale. So it's all of the messages that are on Fixture to help the gardeners of today select the right product for their needs. And that can vary from whether it be um, a lawn care product um, from our Evergreen range, a plant food product from our miracle Grow range, or a weed killer from, for example, um, either Weedol, um, which is one of our brands, and Roundup. I mean, because it is confusing, isn't it? I've spent a lot of time on the shop floor. People come up to the shelves, want something perhaps to control, I don't know, black spot on roses or ants, and they haven't got a clue, have they? No, it's very true. And actually, we did a study um, several years ago which um, actually videoed people shopping at the weed killer fixture. And uh, in some other industries, they would love the fact that a shopper was actually prepared to stand at fixture for five minutes reading the backs of labels and trying to decide what weed killer to buy. But what we discovered, which was quite frightening at the time, was that people would spend that amount of time, five minutes at fixture, and then were still confused and walked away without buying anything because it was just such a confusing category. It's frightening, isn't it? I mean, because quite honestly, if I have a pest or disease problem especially, I'm picking up the product and I'm looking for the active ingredient, myclobutanil or triticonazole. You know, I mean, they're terrible names and you have a job to find them. But they're changing, aren't they? You know, the uh, chemistry is changing. They're being improved and made more safe, so to speak. So it's a, it's a really tough job you've got. It is. I mean, it, it, we, we try and make it as simple as possible um, because at the end of the day, certainly with weed killers and some of the pest and disease products, these are their prized plants. You know, they don't want to take the risk 
of perhaps damaging those plants. So it's really important um, to, to get the information on the back of pack right so that they feel confident that they're buying the right product to resolve the problem that they're currently experiencing. But also some of the point of sale, so whether it be a barker or a little information strip, um, all of that information is there to reassure them that, um, that they've selected the right product and that they will continue to have beautiful-looking flowers or fantastic-looking lawn. So it is a big responsibility. And also, you've got some really quite remarkable brands, haven't you? Uh, I mean, this year, I think uh, Levington celebrates its half-centenary, doesn't it? That's right, yeah. It seems like only yesterday I was up at Levington Research Station seeing that being introduced. Boy, what an introduction that was from heavy loam-based soils into lightweight Levington. It was a revolution. Yes, and there's been so many... um, uh, sort of new products and advances in technology and that the Levington brand has actually implemented over the years. I mean, um, Levington was the first grow bag. We introduced the grow bag where you could actually grow your uh, tomatoes or any of your fruit and veg. Actually, instead of being it in um, beds and borders, it was actually in, in, a, in a bag. Um, so that was very revolutionary. And I believe, Peter, that you were actually at the launch. Is that right? Um, I was. And, and with Mr. Tree, I'm frightened for his Christian name, who did all the research at Levington, uh, we staged two exhibits at Chelsea with grow bags. The first one, a 10 by 12 veg plot, uh, which related to something we were doing on TV with Pebble Mill at One. And then the next year, uh, a Brian Tree. Brian went it alone with a fantastic exhibit of tomatoes, cucumbers and melons, all in your quite unique grow bag. You know, it sort of stopped the crowd. Yes, yeah. and uh, But we don't stand still as, as, as a brand. So Levington, um, you know, even though we'd launched um, the, the grow bag, we realised several years ago that actually uh, people wanted better performance and so we we introduced thicker um, and deeper grow bags so that um, they could continue to have even better tomato plants etc in the grow bags and they are a phenomenally successful introduction but we're always looking at our growing media and looking at um, the technology that we have in there. So, um, for example, some of our, our, our products like our miracle Grow Moisture Control, because we also look after the miracle Grow brand, has technology in there where you can actually feed your plants for up to three months or in some cases up to six months. So, you know, as a gardener, sometimes you forget to feed your plants but in our growing media, you know, for both Levington and Miracle Grow, we actually try and make it easy and simple for um, the customer, so that they don't have to think about feeding. They can just water their plants, and they still get fantastic results. Well, you introduced, I think, a couple of years ago, those little fibre pre-sown seed things. Now, what do you call those? Yes, yeah, so they're called Miracle Growables, which Gr- Growables. Yeah. Well, now I broke one of those apart and found a really good dose of long-term slow-release fertiliser inside one of those. So I'm, I'm not surprised now how well they grow. I mean, you, you put a courgette in the ground with that slow-release fertiliser, and boy, you pick some courgettes, don't you? Yes, you do. And I think, um, you know, when you, when you grow your own um, fruit and vegetables, I think it's, you know, the... 
having grown um, a number over the years, the excitement when you get your first pepper or your first courgette is something that you can't really replace um, in anything else, really. It's, it's, it's exciting that you have grown it. And with the Miracle Grow Growables, what we really work um, to achieve is for those people that perhaps are a little less confident in growing um, their own product, you know, fruit and veg, because they haven't had much experience we try and take away that, you know, that, that, that nervousness that as a first-time grower. So, you know, we, we make sure that the seeds are of a good quality and that we put them into these little growable pods, which are disposable. As time goes by, they deteriorate, but they've got all the right growing ingredients to really provide the best start to a, a little seedling. So you've got Koya, which is a fantastic growing medium, and you've got your plant food, which will help the little seed get the best start in its life. So, you know, we really do work on creating solutions for gardeners that really give them the right results, and they get that enormous sense of pride that they've actually grown their plants. And at the big trade show, the Glee exhibition earlier this year, you really went to town on serving the new homeowner and what they are likely to do in terms of gardening because it it is changing, isn't it? Oh, yes, yes. I mean, you probably see it wherever you go. Um, I mean, sort of a decade ago, the average-sized garden was about 100 square metres. Um, but um, everywhere there are housing estates popping up, um, there's garden grabbing, all sorts of um, houses sort of um, being built and the gardens are so much smaller. I mean, now the average size of a garden is 14 square metres. So whereas we were looking at, you know, large lawns, so we have, um, you know, lots of products that are suitable for um, growing, you know, having beautiful long, uh, large lawns, there are lots of people um, that don't have that luxury of space, but they still desperately want to do gardening. So um, the, the display that um, I put together at our trade show um, was specifically looking at those types of gardeners. You know, we need to make sure that we service every type of customer, whether they have a balcony, but they still want to grow their own, whether they actually don't have any outside space, they just want some house plants or they've got a courtyard garden, um, or they're very much into sort of growing their own. And now there's this new generation that are what we call generation rent, which actually are are people that want to do gardening, but they know they're in a rented accommodation, so they're not going to stay there. So they end up having sort of portable gardening, what we call portable gardening. So they've put all their plants in their pots, So when they have to move out of their house, they literally pick up their pot and away they go. So, you know, gardening has changed tremendously over the last decade. And as brands, we can't afford to stand still. We've we've got to adapt. Well, you may be encouraged to hear that we've certainly taken your lead. And at Chelsea next year, we will be staging an exhibit called The Container Revolution. The idea of a portable garden hadn't really registered, but I need to add that now, don't I, to uh, part of our sales Yes, definitely. It is, yeah. it is a growing trend. <laughs> and, and, even, and even people that have got 
large gardens they all have courtyards and patios and you know they will have and pots and and containers and the fantastic thing about about that is you can move them around even if you are planning on staying and we've got lots of um grow medium compost um where actually because sometimes you can pick up a, a a pot and when it's full of compost and the plant it's it's quite difficult to move. So we've got a sort of compost that is easier to sort of handle. It's a it's coir-based, so it's a bit lighter than some of our peat products. Um, but we have, within our Levington ranges and miracle Grow ranges, we have lots of products that really suit all of the different types of, of, of customers. Well, finally, Jane, before we go, I have to mention Tomorite, don't I? Yes. Now, the responsibility of that brand must weigh heavy. Yes, I mean, it's a brand that's well over 100 years old, so it is, it is good to, to be able to um, uh, be responsible for that brand. Amazing, isn't it? Just one brand, a, a plant food that's been used now for a, a century. And then we're talking about gardens changing from large size to just 21 feet by six, yeah. Jane, thank you very much. Been very good talking to you. You know, I appreciate all you're doing. Look forward to seeing you out on the garden centres fairly soon. Thank you very much. I don't like waste. And I was interested to hear that uh, both Morrison's and Tesco are now selling wonky fruits. Yes, you heard it right. Wonky fruits. Uh, quite a lot of uh, apple orchards in Kent especially and, and a number too in France and Europe got uh, damaged by frost in the spring and in some cases it just damages the fruit a bit and so uh, the supermarkets are lowering their grade somewhat and will be offering wonky fruits. Now what I don't understand is uh, I grow quite a lot of apples and pears at home now and I find myself trimming all the diseased and damaged ones and giving the best away. Doesn't seem to be the right way round somehow, does it? But I just can't bear to see things not being eaten. And quite honestly, sometimes uh, one of those that's been uh, attacked by a codlin moth or something and dropped in the grass, it can taste a a great deal better than uh, others that are big and fresh. Oh, and another thing. The commies pears, doin du commies. I've got a really big old tree in the garden and it's got quite a lot of fruit this year. Now it's tricky. You have to watch it very carefully. Fruits are picked and in the garage and as the skins start to yellow, then I bring them indoors and within a day or two, they get so juicy you need to eat them in the bath. But you've really got to watch them. They can very quickly go sleepy and be terrible. So just watch the skins. When they start to go a bit yellow, into the warm for a day or two, and I'll tell you, you won't taste anything better than a homegrown commies pear. Thanks again to our sponsors, Sutton Seeds of Torquay, and thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.co.uk Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.